Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Droppe Gaming Podcast. <laughs> yes, this is us, uh, Matt and me. Um, Lucas, obviously, if yeah. you, you didn't catch that in the other 158 episodes that we've done. Exactly. Um, this is episode 159, so we are going to just basically kick straight into it. Unfortunately, still been a bit quiet on the game release side, so... We, yeah, there's not a lot happening. Yeah, it's... There's, we're been, starting to... We're starting to... Well, we're getting... Closer to, like, the push-out. <laughs> well, hopefully, <laughs> like, okay, so we've got next month... No, the, fuck, what have we got coming up? I don't even know. We've, I know Doom Eternal is this month. Yeah. So that'll be, that's Three something weeks, to look forward to. Yeah, and Final Fantasy VII Remake, I believe, off the top of my head, is April. Ghost of Tsushima, the Sony ex, uh, exclusive, mm-hmm. now has a release date, June 26th. Nice. So that's good. That was one that got delayed. Yeah. And The Last of Us that's Part birthday, Two is like, uh, June 18th. Yeah. birthday, so... Yeah. You know, hopefully I get it sent early for my birthday. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That'd be nice. I should um, know that. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> not important. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, enough of that. I have been playing Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO RPG. Yeah. I started getting into that just because um, I tend to see a lot about it in press releases and on website, various websites. It's, yeah. you know, it's been around since 20... 13, 2014, it's been, it's been around yeah. for a yeah. long time. So I thought, you know what, Carl loves it, yeah. and Carl and love it, they both love it, playing it, mm-hmm. uh, the guys from Game Train, they and fucking love it. they fucking love it, yeah. they talk about it, Carl talks about it a lot. He does. So I thought, you know what, I'll jump in, see what it's about, and the first, my first impression was like, this game is ridiculously complicated. Yeah. You have the ability in Final Fantasy fourteen to fully customize your heads up display. So like there's hot bars for your um action buttons and stuff, there's yeah. mini maps, there's like quest lists and wow. all kinds of information, but you can go into the settings and they're all like individual boxes that you can move around on the screen and shrink and delete if you want. That's pretty good function. But Which is great yeah. functionality, right? But, but if there's too many of them. The, then yeah, I logged into the game and there's like fucking information all around and I don't know what any of it is yeah and then like I go into this city and I have no idea where anything is and you know it has quest lines it's hard that, when you go into a game six years after release, yeah you know, well it was the same going so much to it yeah it was the same jumping back into destiny except yeah. this was like on a whole nother level because yeah. I've never even played it before mm. and I've so I've kind of been dipping my toe into it um following their quest line. There's quest lines that sort of introduce you to your starting city and like send yeah. you around the place and then, mm-hmm. you know, out into the wilderness outside to learn combat and do some quests yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's very, most of the quests that I've done are just very sort of fetch quests or go kill five of these things and then yeah. go here or whatever. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are still, you know, leading me into unlocking new areas. Yep. Because I'm so early into it. So I haven't got into, obviously, any of the end game stuff. And there's still stuff that I'm like, I have no idea. Like, today, I only I've played it for, like, maybe 10 or 12 hours so far. Mm-hmm. And I've only just figured I out... I was going to say today. And I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. damn, that's pretty good at 10.30 yeah. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I've only just figured out how to, like, you press X to target, because it's a PC game yeah. that's on console as well, and you can use the touchpad on the DualShock as a mouse. Nice. So as you move your finger, the only problem with that is if you accidentally touch it during, like, a conversation dialogue, yeah. it skips to the next thing when you press the button. Oh, okay, yep, yep. I know all you have to do is just barely touch it, and yeah, it's, yeah. like, skipping through dialogue. There is a shitload of reading in that mm-hmm. game. It's a very 2013 game yeah. in that way. Um, but I am enjoying it, even though the quests are very um, sort of unimaginative in the in the way yeah. they're designed. It's yeah. very much like every other MMO yeah. in terms of quest design. And it is a six, seven-year-old game too. So, but there's yeah. so much to it as well. I've played, like I've played Elder Scrolls Online, and prior to that, I played a shitload of World of Warcraft back in the day. Because yeah. World of Warcraft is like the thing that all yeah. other MMOs are, mm-hmm. you know. Aspire it, it to be. It sits on the Game of Thrones. Yeah. The MMOs. The Throne yeah. of Games. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty solid. Once I sort of, like, because I turned it on and turned it off within like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like five or six times. Because I'd get into it and be like, there was a fucking, one of the little things of the HUD was sitting over some kind of gauge or something. And it was oh, sitting wow. over my quest list. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. Yeah. And that's how I discovered being able to modify the... Oh, yeah, nice. But yeah. it took me, like, deep diving into the settings to figure out how the fuck to do it. Because I could, I was, like, trying to read my quest list and there's this thing sitting over it blocking <laughs> me being able to read it. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, and, yeah, it takes a bit of getting used to the controls because it has that sort of... Because you can plug a mouse and keyboard into your PS4 and yeah. play it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe I should do that because... It'll you know, work. But um, yeah, it's there's a lot to it. Yeah, I'm going to keep playing it because I am enjoying it. What I've played so far, is it even... subscription based? Or... Yeah, so that's the one downside of it. The the like relic of the past of yeah. this game is that you have to pay for monthly subscriptions. So you got to buy the base game. Yeah, and then buy monthly subscriptions, which is something that Elder Scrolls Online had at the beginning, and they very quickly within the first year when they did Tamriel Unlimited. Yeah. That was a re-release where they scrapped the monthly subscriptions mm. and they mainly rely on microtransactions. Yeah, yeah. But Final Fantasy fourteen has microtransactions That's and a monthly it. thing. Damn. So um, to buy the complete game, I think it's almost 100 bucks with all the DLC. And then you've got to pay something like 30 bucks a month. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... 360 bucks a year. Yeah, that's to play a lot. A game. So, I mean, if it's your one game and you're really into it, which I can imagine people would be, like, Carl has no problem paying that because yeah. he loves playing it. Yeah. Um, but you get a 30 day free trial at the start, which is good. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I'm about halfway through it. Yeah. And it took me about 10 days of it before I really sat down and started playing it. Yeah. Because I kept turning it on and being like, fuck, I don't know what yeah, the fuck I'm big. doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just confused by yeah. everything i don't know the controls and it's the kind of game like you say where you you've got to invest that time even initially like yeah. that 30 days is really just to fucking understand what's going on and yeah. get into the storyline and and progress enough that it's actually mm-hmm. you know big enough to want to play yeah you know that's the draw yeah and then they hit you with the first build yeah and yeah. and hopefully you've you've got addicted enough to it so my character is like a mage character and I think I'm up to like level 11 or 12. Okay. And I'm enjoying it, but there's so many other classes in the game you can have your character be. So I can see how 
from back when I used to play World of Warcraft and you had like Wizard and Warlock and Warrior and yeah. Healer and all these other, like all these classes, mm-hmm. you'd make a character, max it out, then go make something else to yeah. play. Because you play the game. And from what I can tell in this, every class starts in an entirely different city. Oh, wow. From what I can tell, maybe it's two classes per city or something, but like That's there's no... Cool. Because you would think you go into the city and there's a guild master for your class. Yeah. And I have not seen guild masters for like the 20 classes or whatever that are in the game. So the map is massive. I've only barely scratched around the city that I started in. Mm -hmm. So um, I might have to invest a bit of cash into the time to play it. Mm. But yeah, it's a fucking huge game. So, yeah, if you like Final Fantasy or MMOs... And you like spending money. Yeah, yeah. it might be worth looking into. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been a demo brought out of uh, Final Fantasy... Seven, yeah, Remake. So I was not going to get into that because I I didn't want to play it at first. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm kind of annoyed. It's like, it's almost like a protesting by voting with my wallet type thing where I'm yeah. like, I'm annoyed how they're doing it because they're doing it episodically, right? So Final Fantasy VII <laughs> is classically known as one of the biggest Final Fantasy, if not the biggest yeah. Final Fantasy. Not if not, it is the biggest Final yeah. Fantasy game ever made mm-hmm. in terms of popularity. Um, it's big in size as well. It was on PS1 and it was four discs. That's right. Yeah. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Final Fantasy games are well known to be really long yeah and they've come out and said that the remake process is taking a really long time and they're adding new things because they're not just reboot they're not like um remastering it Ah. it's like an entire remake of the game it's almost like the ratchet and clank game that came out a couple of years ago that was a complete remake Mm -hmm. from the ground up yeah um and so in this they've changed the so in Final Fantasy VII Remake, they've changed the combat systems a bit to modernize them and things like that. But they've also completely redone... It's like it's pretty much the most beautiful game graphically that I've ever seen from oh, yeah. the demo. But what they're doing, because it's, cool. because it's so much work to do all of that, yeah. and they want to add all this extra shit to flesh it out, they've made Final Fantasy VII Remake, is what it's called, yeah. and it is actually only the first episode or chapter or whatever of Final Fantasy 7 and it covers they're saying the first 5 to 10% wow. of Final Fantasy 7 so if they continue with that ratio there could be 10 or more there could be episodes. 10 to 20 yeah full length and they're saying it's a full length Final Fantasy game wow so that's like you're looking at like 50 hours yeah minimum yeah. right maybe like 30 to 50 mm. but upwards of that because you can if you do everything and yeah. whatever in a Final Fantasy game like I remember playing Final Fantasy 10 and putting way more than 50 mm. hours into that well, I've spoken to people who have played it more than once yeah. Final Fantasy 7 yeah. and averaged about anywhere from 80 to 120 hours yeah. per playthrough to complete the yeah. whole thing so exactly. that's a big game yeah and mm. so the thing that but if it's only 5% yeah even at 100 hours yeah, it's only five hours. Yeah, exactly. So, right. So the way the thing that shits me about that is that it comes across as a cash grab because yeah. they know Final Fantasy is a massive game that yeah. people love, mm. and they know people have been asking for this for fucking ages. Yeah, 
And you know what does what does Square Enix have? They have Tomb Raider and Final Fantasy. Yeah, and some other stuff that's you know I think they, the they've got Hitman ones, and stuff like that. But yeah. like in terms of the big stuff that they've got mm. that rolls on, yeah, you know, with iterations, Final Fantasy is their big money maker. And that's right. It, it it almost feels like they go look if we're going to do this we're going to milk as much cash out of it as we can because mm-hmm. it's a full price game but it's five to ten percent of the original game yeah that's wrong and the way that they're making it a full length Final Fantasy game so this is it's like the Midgard bit which is the first part of Final Fantasy seven where it's a city that you're in yeah and so what they're doing is they're adding extra quests and adding other stuff that wasn't in the original game yeah so. I appreciate that if you're like a massive Final Fantasy VII fan and you want to have more of that world, then this mm. is cool. Yeah. But if you're a purist Anyone, who just wants yeah. to play an upgraded version of the original game, you're not going to get that. No. You're going to get this like bloated fucking pile yeah. of shit. Mm. That isn't what you want. And I mean, it might be really, really good. And from what I've played of the Final Fantasy... Like, I played the demo and I was like, I'm all in on yeah. this. I want this. Mm. It looks amazing and the combat is fun mm-hmm. and I'm really interested I would have liked so the the demo is uh, you're in the Marco reactor section which is where Cloud gets first introduced and he goes into this reactor thing as like a eco-terrorist to blow oh, up yeah. this reactor with some mm-hmm. other characters and it's um, basically a complete copy of the original mission yeah which is really cool if you're one of those purists mm. you look at that and go oh wow they've this yeah, is this really, is really cool upgrade of that original thing mm-hmm. but what i would really love to see in a demo is examples of how they're fleshing the this stuff. out yeah because mm-hmm. you know they this demo entirely relies on nostalgia factor yeah i mean it relies if you've never played final fantasy 7 and you play the demo and you like that type of game then cool yeah you'll like it but if you're a fan Mm. and you're playing the demo it's entirely focused on just going hey remember this thing it's great and this is an even better version of it where really i mean that's what they're aiming at is yeah people for that driving sales Yeah. yeah yeah but i would really love to see more about how they um they are fleshing it out and the yeah. shit they're adding. There's a lot of previews out there. Square have been doing like a three-hour preview session, letting Games Press play for three hours. That's cool. So um, might be worth reading into more about that. But mm. the game is... Well, this first chapter is only like a month and a bit away. Yeah. So... How yeah. long's the demo? 45 minutes. Okay, that's not so bad. It's, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's a decent demo. Yeah, it teaches mm. you how all the um, combat and stuff work now. So yeah, I'm pretty keen to yeah see how that goes. Yeah, in the nice. Yeah, but yeah, so that's the Final Fantasy update for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually been. Um, oh, we'll segue. You've been playing Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> We're going to segue now. Um, Final Fantasy originally being uh, you know, an old school kind of game. Yeah, there was recently a purchase made of this amazing. Uh, crossover of a Nintendo PlayStation, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just coined that phrase. By the way, yeah, yeah. I just, well, trademark. Just made it up. Yeah. Uh, so this was at uh, an auction, yeah. Yeah. So apparently, this this person bought this thing like a it was a um a 
demo, I guess, that like the a PlayStation that, or something. Yeah, and Nintendo tried to yeah. make. You could put cartridges in it plus discs. Um, is there, are there games that work on it? I have no idea. Because what's the point of buying it? Yeah. So they, how much they pay for it? Uh, originally, when they bought it, they actually only bought it for 15 bucks. Bargain. Yeah. And it's gone to auction just recently. Um, and it turns out it was sold for $360,000 at auction. US dollars? Or US. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of money. It's a, it's a fair whack. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of crazy. Well, the history of it is that originally, before the original PlayStation, Sony approached Nintendo and were like, let's make something together. Yeah. Well, we used our compact disc technology and Nintendo bailed out on it, basically. So they must have made that prototype and then Nintendo were like, nah. And then Sony were like, well, fuck you then. We'll make our own thing. Yeah. And they made the highest selling console ever. That's right. So they made the next highest selling console ever with the PS2. Um. So sorry about that, Nintendo. Yeah. But someone's just purchased it for a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. Um, and I guess they're going to just put it on a shelf. Uh, I I think I read that they wanted to start up a um, like a, some kind of museum museum wow. thing for I video was games. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, cool. that's a, yeah, but yeah, three hundred sixty thousand for the Nintendo PlayStation. Wow. That's well, obscene. I am. Um, I actually used to work with a guy years ago at, um, at Suncorp and he was um, a Japanese guy that loved games. Yeah. Um, what a stereotype. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but he actually, he collected consoles. Yeah. Um, even back then, like that was uh, probably early on in the PS3 release. Um, and... He had purchased almost every single console yeah. that had ever been created, um, even to the like handheld kind of Galagas and all that shit yeah. from way, way back. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he had um, he showed me a photo of his wall where he had them all on um, you know on these bookshelves. Yeah, and it looked pretty sick. Yeah, you know, like just all these different kind of consoles different controllers, like every kind of peripheral. Yeah. At the time, there wasn't as many as there are now, so he's probably fucking bankrupt. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. wonder if he's still amount. a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> no, his bank account's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess whoever's purchased this new one is uh, a bit of a collector as well. And, and they've got a lot of money. Yeah, and not anymore. They had more <laughs> they about got 24 less. hours ago. Yeah, yeah. they got less money now. Uh, well, I've actually gone back and had a bit of a go of um, uh, Hunt. So this is a game that I mentioned. Yeah, we talked uh, a bit about it on the last episode. On the last episode, yeah, it was because... I tried it out, got into the very first section, and it crashed. Um, and it crashed, which was kind of yeah. depressing. Yeah. Um, Anticlimactic. I've played a little bit more, and you know, it, it's a good game. It really is a good game. It's it's made on the the Crytek engine, yeah. And it's it's nice to play. Like it, it works really well on that engine. Yeah. Um, like I said, the the sound in the game is awesome. Um. You know, it's probably a lot more atmospheric than even you know, Resident Evil mm. was, um, and yeah, I've uh, I've defeated now I think 
there's three bosses in it, which are like uber zombie kind of creations. Um, and yeah, I've, I've defeated two of those so far. And nice. one of them is kind of in the demo, or not demo, I should say, in that tutorial introduction thing. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty freaky. Like it, it actually makes you jump. It really yeah. does. Like, you know, the, the animations are so good in it. It's so beautiful to look at that zombies and stuff like that are pretty freaking scary beautiful zombies yeah yeah <laughs> um they um there's Love you know that, armored yeah. ones as well and you know there's also you know hellhounds i suppose you'd call them yeah um which is kind of interesting like you've got to get to them pretty quickly and and well they'll do lots of damage yeah um but yeah i'm, I'm kind of enjoying the game like if you if you do like a bit of a scary game yeah, um, it is a little bit slow paced, which some people won't like. Yeah, um, and that's probably in a lot of ways the way I'm playing it as well because it is scary. Yeah, and you do a lot of sneaking. Yeah. Um, whereas if you know once you've played through it once, you probably just go, all right, well, I'm gonna just run because I, I you know have a good idea of where a lot of these things are or you know, yeah. Um, and once you get a bit more familiar with the gameplay, you are actually going a little bit quicker. You know, you've got to keep an eye out for you know, little traps and sound traps and all that kind of shit. But yeah. you know, once you, you're a bit more over it, you get a bit better at, at the speed of it, which is good, but it is still yeah. quite a slow game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, that seems like the genre. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a few times when you just turn and run. In the game, where yeah. it's just like fucking hide, just drop the controller and just ditch. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, go and hide in the cupboard with a <laughs> candle. <laughs> uh, but it is good if you like a scary game. Then I'd, at this point, I'd probably give it nearly an eight and a half. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, four, four and, and a half. half. Yeah. Um, eight and a half is pretty high out of five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's that's, a bit excessive. It's pretty fucking good. It's the highest score we've ever given a game. <laughs> really So we'll it. go four and a half then, yeah, just yeah. To, to keep it under the cap. Um, yeah, so give it a go if you like those kind of games. Definitely. Sweet. Yeah. And that's um, my mini review of that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a scary one, so I will not be playing that. Speaking of zombies, uh, another great segue. Yeah. Um, we've just heard a couple of days ago that... Um, HBO is going to be looking at doing a um, The Last the of Last Us. Of Us. Oh, fuck show, yeah. Which and is so it's good. The creator of Chernobyl has been tapped yeah. to do it. Yeah. Which is pretty. Chernobyl was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's really like that's that a good choice, I think. Yeah. I'm interested to see the casting choices. Yeah. But I think that HBO, out of anyone, yeah. have the like pedigree to make an amazing show. I'm kind of glad they didn't go with like the whole AMC. Um, Walking Dead kind of yeah. directors and creators because it would have been very very similar in yeah. my mind and if you had that feel and the, the cinematography of you know The Walking Dead yeah, it would transition too easily into The Last of Us yeah. and kind of wreck it a little bit I feel like HBO have they like they've got such a wide stable of shows that they've made yeah. And nearly all of them are fucking awesome. Yeah, like yeah, they don't miss too often. There's some really good shows yeah. that they've done, and um, yeah, I'd prefer for them to do The Last of Us. And the fact that they're doing it is great. And mm. I'm wondering how long it'll be until we see it. But yeah. obviously, there'll be news coming up. 
of like casting and all that kind well, of stuff. Well, it's but... kind of good timing to release that they're looking at it now because mm. it keeps the the hype train driving, you know. Yeah. And you know, with obviously number two coming out, and then potentially, you know, allow for you know four to six months of that game being released, yeah. And then drop the TV show. So that'd be good. Potentially, we'd be looking at maybe twelve months from now. Yeah, I reckon next year sometime it'll yeah. be. Which is pretty cool. But yeah, so it's a, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. But yeah, like I said, if if I had to choose someone to do that show, it'd be HBO. Yeah. I think. Now, um, one last thing that we'll talk about. This is just a short episode so far. And um, obviously there's not that much coming out. And one of the reasons for that is the fact that Ubisoft delayed most of their games. Mm. Right? Um, we've seen a bit about how coronavirus is causing delays in video games because they a lot of companies outsource yeah. their coding and their art and stuff to Chinese companies, which mm. we don't really hear about. Yeah, but we're starting to hear about yeah. it now because it's things kind of forced the hand yeah. a little bit of the news on that one. Um, and it's possible that that may have something to do with some of the Ubisoft games because they have studios in China. But more importantly, what we're talking about here is a game that was used as one of the reasons why they delayed three or four games, and that is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yes. So Ghost Recon Breakpoint, we really liked it. Yeah. I think we gave it a four or four and a half or something. From memory. Yeah. I mean, it it had its issues. Yeah. I mean, we're not particularly, um, you know, classic Ghost Recon fans yeah. to the level of where we'd be like, this is not a classic Ghost Recon game. That's you right. change it too much, which is mm. what people's complaints were who were playing it. You know, all these big fans, mm. they all looked at it and were like, well, you, this, there's no element to this that is Ghost Recon. It's got all the loot systems and stuff that the Division have. And, you know, there was the, the problem was with um, a lack, it was kind of a lack of direction. Yeah. in terms of where it stood out from every other game, samey game. And we mentioned that when we reviewed it. But uh, the response that they've had, so yeah, we gave it four out of five on episode 150. Mm-hmm. Um, the response that Ubisoft have had is to delay a bunch of games, stating the the need to ensure that they release quality products for their fans. Yeah, um, And they're doing what tends to be their thing now so they do they're like front runners in the games as a service thing yeah and you see that with all Assassin's Creed games but Breakpoint was another one that they had that whole you know here's the year of stuff that we're gonna do Mm. and that all got completely shaken up because not many people bought not as many people as they thought bought the game and so they've come out and they've said they're gonna just make sweeping changes in the game and and one of the first things that they've confirmed is that they've cancelled the second raid release. Yeah. Which is a pretty big part of their scheduling. Yeah. So that's a They're a kind of just thing. dropping the the plan that they had and they're like, Look, we understand that you're unhappy, here's what we're doing about it. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, it is good that they are taking on the feedback. Yeah. You know? And making changes based on it. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time it's I don't know. It is very Ubisoft. Yeah. It's very, very unlike EA. Yeah. You know, like, or even Sony. You wouldn't see Sony, like not that people played God of War or Horizon or Spider-Man and were like, 
there's massive, massive problems with these with games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't think that... It just seems like a really big financial undertaking to yes. go, let's stop... Let's delay these other games that you've got because they, they would have had a smaller team mm. still working on Breakpoint to come up with the That's new right. stuff. Yeah. But they would have had to bring in extra people to do like massive changes, mm. right? So from my my thing of this is at what point does it become not financially viable yeah. for you to make big changes like this for the sake of trying to win over the people that you fucked over previously. Yeah, I actually I was talking to a, a friend of mine about it yesterday who's um he's been playing through uh Division Two recently. Yeah. And um I brought this up and I said, Oh, you know, have you heard about the the remake of this? And he goes, No, but that's actually a pretty cool thing for him to do. Yeah. And I'm like, could you imagine if let's say Tesla, they created a new vehicle. Yeah. Um Imagine if they put that out to the market and, I don't know, let's say half a million people bought that car. Yeah. Obviously, the price is different, whatever. But if we were yeah. playing on a play, like a level yeah. playing field, they put this car out, they made a lot of big differences to the cars that are elsewhere on the road. Yeah. Um, and then their feedback on forums and stuff is like, yeah, it's good. We like the battery stuff and it's, you know, ridiculous speed's fun and but we hate the way your handles go into the door when it's locked. We hate the way you put the fucking indicator on the left-hand side instead of the right-hand side. Yeah. You know, the fucking screen in the middle needs to be a little bit more in front of the driver. You know, all this kind of stuff that they'd potentially start reading about some of the kind of funky things that they did differently. Yeah. Um, and then they go, well, fuck it. Let's just redesign the car and send them a new one. Yeah. You know, and it's like, at what point does this become ridiculously financially crippling yeah. for a company? Well, I suppose Tesla do like firmware updates with their, their car they software. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you, it, it depends in this game if they're changing the fundamentals of what they tried to create to bow to yeah. the gamer's pressure, I yeah. suppose. Like, Instead of just focusing on the next... That's right, game. yeah. And fixing those issues. Like, you know, like I mentioned, EA wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, you know, like they, they bring out on to the next a FIFA one. game every single year. Yeah, and they change something in that game, whether it's drastic or minimal. They will change yeah. certain things in that game. If there's a lot of complaints about it, like there was in 2018, I think it was, where they really changed the the kicking dynamics and stuff, like the directions yeah. on goals, all those types of things. Maybe it was 17, but they really fundamentally changed yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the things. Instead of coming out and going. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, we tried it, but it didn't really fucking work as you know what we'd kind of hoped. So, you know, we'll make that change in the next patch. They kind of went, "Fuck you, we're going to keep it, and then maybe we'll change something yeah, next year." We've got a small team doing patches. The rest of us have moved on to FIFA next year. Yeah, yeah, you know. And another good example is Anthem. Yeah, you know, like Anthem came out to this amazing. Well, that's there. another one that's the same as Ghost Recon, where mm. they've—I mean, that is EA. Yeah. Um, but they've come out and said they're redoing a whole shitload of Anthem to yeah. try and win back people. Which is kind of different for EA. Yeah. Like, it's it's totally different genre. I mm. get that. Like, and it's well, that's not like the an kind online of game. game. Yeah. It's almost an MMO, mm. right? It's and like it's Destiny. it's not the kind of game that they bring out yearly, like yeah. FIFA. So, yeah. But in terms of doing it on, like, a single-player or co-op game like Ghost Recon, mm. yeah, I just... It makes me wonder, the sales must have been really dismal 
for them to go, look, we can win back these people. But the problem is there's more shit coming. There's yeah. a whole new generation of consoles coming. That's right. So yeah. if, uh, I don't know. But I do appreciate that they're in the mindset of rather than let's just abandon this and move on to the next thing, they go, well, let's try to make this a viable product. Yeah. You know, let's try mm. to save it basically. Yeah. Which um, I... I think because they have so many development teams and so many people that work on these games that there must be, you know, a, an expectation on certain sales levels to be, mm. just to be able to break even with how yeah. huge they are. I wonder what it does to their, like, shareholders and things yeah, like that. Yeah, share like, prices and stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, just the shareholders. I wonder if there was, like, a general meeting of shareholders and they yeah. voted to actually fix this product. Um, yeah, I doubt it. You know, I, I don't yeah. think they'd put it to I, that. But I think the CEO just says this is how we're doing it. Yeah, and then the shareholders get informed. Yeah, in their in their because it's a know, business strategy. And, yeah, but you know, still, like if I was a shareholder and I kind of went, so hang on, you're not releasing the typical three to five games that you normally do a year. Yeah, because you're going back and revisiting this fucking yeah. bomb that came out last year yeah you know it's already left a bad taste in my mouth now yeah. you're sinking a shitload more money into it um you know and delaying the revenue earnings on these other things that's right the, yeah the financial year in america right ends in april yeah so q1 is really important mm. q1 of the year yeah not q1 of the financial year that's right and they've pushed back there was at least you know, I think there's Watch Dogs Legions was supposed to be in January. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And originally. Gods and Monsters was another one that was pushed back. Yeah. That I think was January or February supposed to be. It was early, yeah. And so they're pushed back now. Like we're in March, so mm. Q1 is about to end yeah. in like three weeks, and mm. we don't have new release dates for any of these games. Yeah. Um, and we haven't had anything released from Ubisoft. Yeah. This quarter. Yeah. So. They're definitely going to take a hit in their revenue earnings from not mm. releasing them. And surely they've got a production schedule of not just these next four games. They've got like a fucking 20-year plan or 10-year yeah, plan or something. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. studio is working on this element of this game. And then when they finish that, they're going to move on to this element of this other game. And then when that game's shipped, we've got this sequel, this Assassin's Creed. Like They yeah. probably have an overarching idea of where they're going to go. Because that's how you survive. Yeah, that's how you run a business. Yeah, (laughs) I guess in terms of the shareholders, um, there's something to be said for the CEO's ability to calm fears in that way, where he can go, look, Breakpoint burned us and we've identified these reasons, these three reasons, and those three reasons are something that could burn us on these other three games that we've got coming up Mm. if we don't just stop and, and double check yeah. and make sure we're right mm. because the difference between selling 10 million copies or selling 5 million copies or selling 20 or 30 million copies mm-hmm. is a big difference. Yeah. So basically, I guess he's probably earned a lot of trust as well from his shareholders with the success of the way that they've changed their models with games as a service and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of have done the same thing with goodwill with gamers as well mm. because now you can know if you buy a Ubisoft game you're getting 
a, an extended period of support with yeah, that game yeah. instead of just buying a game, finishing it, and moving on to yeah. the next one. And so, I suppose he probably got up in front of the shareholders and said, well, we're not recalling it because it didn't have a, a Takata fucking airbag yeah, in it. Yeah. So, it's not know, killing people. Yeah, so we're good. Yeah. We're good. I right. think they still would have sold copies. I'm um, sure they sold a, but, a fairly decent amount of copies. Yeah. You know? And for us, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of like, well, we played that game we, to, to finish. Yeah. Like, we enjoyed that game. It was good. Like, it I was, really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was potentially one of the better games of the year yeah. compared to some of the other shit that we were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it didn't compare against some other games. Yeah. You know, like your your Gods of War or um you know, even Red Dead Redemption, those types yeah. of things, but they were totally different. Yeah. And if you're in our situation where we play all these different games, yeah. we have to understand the differences between these to be able to distinguish them and yeah. and, and do them on their own merits. The comparison the real comparison is the division two and breakpoint because they're both Ubisoft, yeah. both the same year, both very, very both similar. The same game. Basically. <laughs> um, but the the vast differences there are like the jungle sort of mountainous terrain of yeah. breakpoint compared to the division. Mm. Um, it's not a post-apocalyptic world. It's like you're a guy going in, dropping in to be an insurgent, basically, or help yeah. insurgents. Yeah. So at a concept level, they're both different, but the problem was in terms of gameplay mechanics and systems, they were almost indistinguishable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like this loot so system and gear scores was a and bit stuff. tighter on Breakpoint. Yeah. <laughs> but like gear scores and stuff, mm. just weird... Yeah, Ubisoft type similar. things. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think there's like the the messaging. You know, we've talked about Breakpoint a couple of times. Mm. You know, in how I thought it was a it was just more games as a service support for yeah. Wildlands. Yeah, because I didn't understand that it was a whole new game. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, yeah. you know, and there's that kind of con- that confusion mm. was the issue. Yeah, you know. Yeah, true. As well as the fact that it was very similar to another four-person co-op shooter yeah. that they fucking released themselves the same year. As, yeah, yeah. So hard to compete against your own product, really. Yeah. So I think that was a failing somewhere along the line where they've gone. You know what would be a great idea is to release these two games within six months of each other. Mm. Whoever made that decision, you know, they could have pushed Breakpoint out to. Q1 oh, or Q2 this exactly. year, and it would have been in its own space. That's right. And it would have been the only big release of the time. Yeah. And, yeah, it would have been, you know, phenomenal, yeah. I yeah. think, you know, as, a, as but, a money earner. Yeah, it's interesting to see them doing this, and I hope that it's a sign for how AAA developers in general are going to go moving forward. Um, one of the things that, you know, we talked a lot about Xbox and Microsoft and uh, PlayStation last on the last yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, the whole thing of sort of forwards compatibility that they're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we went into that too much, but basically Microsoft announced that if you buy a game, say Halo Infinite, which is an Xbox Series X launch title, but it's Mm -hmm. also going to come out on Xbox One. If you buy that game for Xbox One and any other Xbox first party games for the Xbox One, and then later on you buy the Xbox Series X, you will get the Xbox Series X version of that game for free. That's cool. As an upgrade, rather yeah. than like 
being able to buy the Xbox One and then just pay, play the backwards compatible yeah. version, you actually get the upgraded version That's as well. Cool. Yeah. And CD Projekt Red came out and said, us too. If wow. you buy um, Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox One, you will get a free upgrade to the That's Series X version. Um, Sony haven't still come out with yeah. any information about anything, but I assume that they're going to follow that. Into I don't think they're going to be putting out PS5 exclusives on PS4 the way that Microsoft are going to do. Yeah, But I think that, that Cyberpunk upgrade and any other companies that decide to do that, I think we'll be seeing that. It's actually really cool because you look at the, the, the difference that you're going to need in processing power and, and storage for you yeah. know, your, your graphics files, yeah, um, that's a big thing to, to provide. For free, yeah. yeah. For so, free. But I guess it's the same cost for the consumer to buy. If you go, well, I'm going to buy the Xbox One version or you go, I'm going to buy the Xbox Series X version. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be a $10 difference in price or if they're just going to be the same price. Mm. Um, well, it does make sense as well because if... If, for instance, they're not going to wait for the console to come out and they're going to start releasing games, yeah, because then, if they are now delayed, yeah. then you go, okay, well, I really want to play um, Cyberpunk. You know, yeah. If the PlayStation and Xbox get delayed by three to six months yeah. and they stick to their release window, then potentially I want to play it on the PlayStation 5 or 4 yeah, and then get it on the PlayStation Five. Yeah, as but, a free upgrade later. Yeah, and so in that situation, it's a really it good idea. Yeah, because you guarantee can. That. Well, the good thing then is that you buy a PS Five and you already have a whole swathe of yeah. games. Actually, I say that I won't buy it twice, and then I look at my catalogue. Fucking, well. fucking I've got all the other games. I've got like ten times. Yeah. Fuck. Um. But yeah, so. I think that's another good example. The reason I mention that is because I think it's another good example of smart mm. consumer centric yeah. policies. Yeah. Um, as much as it stings to say that about Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Sony will make me be saying the same thing when they finally announce some stuff. But yeah. Um, well speaking of Microsoft and their new console, there is potentially a bit more rumour going around. Oh um, yes. Reports. Yes. See some reports. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> some unfounded Yeah. Um, so yeah, which Reddit news. user said this one? <laughs> or was it 4chan instead? Uh, it, it's it's kind of pissing me off at this point. Yeah. Um, and it's more because it is all just conjecture. Yeah. Congest- conjecture? Yeah. Congestion? Yeah, indigestion. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's all giving indigestion. me indigestion. Um, <laughs> but, it, yeah, they basically came out and reported now that the um, US... Of course, uh, yeah. the the console that'll be like the the lower one, so it'll have less processing power, yeah. a few the less Lockhart, so yeah. there's Scarlet and Lockhart. So there'll be a few less flops in it. Yeah, um, and four, a, four, four teraflops. Wow! Instead of twelve, that's a big difference. It's flops. It's less power than the Xbox One X, but it like this is from this rumor that you're talking about. Yeah. They said it's less power than the Xbox One X. But because of the architecture, architecture, yeah, it will actually be more powerful or better. Okay. Like it'll be more powerful, even though it's got not as powerful GPU as the Xbox One X. Right. Yeah. Okay. But so basically, they're saying that they're going to release the Xbox Series S, yes. which is the lower version. Yeah, and it won't have a, the um, CD drive, so oh, it's yeah. digital only copy, yeah. um, which. 
they're going in that direction anyway. Yeah, well, they already um, have with the discless yeah, Xbox right. One S. Um, and they've suggested at this point, or it was uh, rumoured to be confirmed, yeah, fucking whatever, uh, <laughs> that 300 US will be the price on that. Which is cheaper than the Xbox One X at yes. the moment for yeah. a system that's basically the same as the Xbox One X, but will be able to play... Yeah, in higher... But... Yeah, I like fuck. This is what's confusing. What's the point of releasing the Xbox One X again as Xbox Series S mm. if all the games on the Xbox Series S and X are playable on the Xbox One? Yeah. If you already own an Xbox One X and you can play Xbox Series X games on it, why would you buy the cheaper version of the Xbox Series? True. And if it's if it's like where's so much the less, where's the mm. where's the gain for doing that? Yeah, they just it's like they're offering so much consumer option that I thinking of it from a business point of view, I'm mm. like, how? What's your fucking? What's where are you going here? <laughs> they're just like we have no direction. Yeah, we're doing everything for you. That's right. It's scattergun approach. Yeah, and it's most fucking retarded and or ridiculous. I mean, it might work amazingly. Mm. But fucking hell, if it all goes pear-shaped and then they sack Phil Spencer and have to yeah. like redo their entire um, sort of the strategy. way... Well, yeah, their strategy, the same way they did with Xbox One. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Because it seems like they're going really wide net, casting mm. a wide net. Yeah. And I don't see how that's... No, I don't really sense. get it either. No. It's going to be interesting though. Yeah. And now there's a lot of rumors saying that PlayStation's going to be doing the same thing. And With two systems, yeah, yeah. All that kind of crap. 300 bucks is cheap. It I is. I don't think that's right. Yeah. I think it'll be like... And that's what I was thinking. Like, I, I know that you know, being a PC gamer, you know, your two biggest costs in most cases are going to be your GPU and your CPU. Yeah. You know, in most cases, unless you're buying ridiculous RAM and you know, yeah. huge hard drives yeah. and stuff like that. But... If you are reducing, you know, your console to bring out a cheap version of it with a much less like graphics card and capability, yeah, and also only removing a fucking five dollar CD drive, yeah, you know, it's not going to be that much of a massive saving because if all the rest of the components are the same, yeah, you're still going to have the majority of the cost of of your your yeah. better version. Unless they're downplaying the CPU as well. Mm. Um, and then also at the same time, it, if that's going to be the base and it's a third less of the capability of the better yeah. one, does that make the better one 900? That's a fucking massive gap. Yeah. You know, like, are they going to then take a hit on the bigger one or... Yeah. yeah but this is all like no basis on him. It's all congestion. Real, yeah. <laughs> it's all... Constipation. That's it, um, it. Fucking is. So you know, I don't think Microsoft are going to release pricing for anything until E3. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if that even goes ahead, I just don't. Because just, everything yeah, else true. is being cancelled. Everything is being cancelled. Yeah. Even Google cancelled their uh, you know, I/O thing. Yeah, yeah, their biggest thing. Mm. Yeah. So going to be interesting to see what happens mm. in the next six months. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I just don't understand what place an Xbox Series X that 
uh, sorry, Xbox Series S. Mm-hmm. Fuck, this is confusing. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't understand what place that has in a in the market mm-hmm. when you have the Xbox One X already that is going to be as powerful as it. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. is it just to say, oh, I have a new generation console, even though it's as powerful as my previous generation mm-hmm. console? Like, where's, how is it? Yeah. That doesn't make sense, you know? At least make it, like, 50% more powerful, but, yeah. like, sort of, in like... In between. In, halfway in between yeah, the two, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the benefit is of that, so... It's weird. But, again, we have no fucking idea what we're talking about because there's yeah. no information, so exactly. we'll see. yeah. So anyway, we're going to wrap it up there, I think. Um, <laughs> Hopefully you've um, enjoyed this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, we touched on a few interesting topics and if there's anything you want us to discuss, we're more than happy yeah. to consider it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no guarantees. We do need some ideas. Yes, we're if running out of If games don't fucking come out soon. Yeah, we're getting pissed off. Yeah. Um, and we'd really like to keep these releases coming out. This is our sixth episode for the year, so yeah. we're pretty happy about that. Yeah, we're, um, we're being a bit more consistent than we have been in the past. Yes. So now that we've mentioned it out loud, yeah. we probably won't post another episode no. for two or three months. No. So I'll say it right now, um, happy International Women's Day as we're recording on and, International Women's yeah, Day. Yeah, and happy Easter for in like a month or wherever yeah, that is. And Christmas if we don't yeah. hear, you don't hear from us before that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks again for listening. You can email us at podcast at dropbeargaming.com or... Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, other bits of stuff you know, on the call nets. us. Yeah, Use a call Matt's number is no. drop us a line one eight hundred drop bear five 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 D R O P B G. Anyway, get in contact with us. You know how. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.